one time in, uh, I think I was in Everett, Washington. I was walking through a crowd of people. And the crowd of people, there were people saying things like, they were walking into me, kind of not, not bumping me, but walking towards me and, and surrounding me, passing me, as if passing by. But the whole crowd was like, like in a movie or a TV show where the whole crowd just kind of comes through and then you disappear and then you reappear after the crowd gets out of the way, you know? Well, the crowd is like saying things like, I was born this way. You And then another woman goes, you were born that way. I was born this way. They keep they kept saying that, and then somebody kept saying something about uh, the prodigal son, and I'm like, "What are y'all? What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> what are y'all doing?" Um, but I'm thinking to myself, "Why do y'all keep mentioning the prodigal son? Nobody gave me a bunch of money and sent me out to another land, or I didn't leave with a bunch of money and go to another land, and then come back and get treated fairly." No, that's not what happened with me. There's no prodigal son. You know, that doesn't even make any sense to me. Um, but it was like they were trying to run me back to Tennessee. Like I told you about the woman that told me, uh, that gave me this big, long story. Like she was reading a script with her eyes turned to the right. Even though there was no script there, she was like remembering the script, I guess. Uh, telling me how cats have to be run back to their to their territory. and And yeah i'm like is this and from the get-go i felt like someone was trying to encourage me to go back to tennessee and i'm like there's no way i'm going back to tennessee okay i'm not going back to the top one of the top states with the most laws in the whole world i mean come on man you can't even walk down the road without maybe going to jail because you got nowhere to go who wants to live in a nazi state i mean come on they call themselves Republican state, but they're really like Nazis. Yeah, I don't want to be there. I'm good with Memphis, Tennessee. Now, I don't know about other parts of Tennessee. I don't. I really can't say. I mean, I've been to a few parts, but for the most part, never. And that heat, oh my God. Who would want to live in that humidity? I, don't, I mean, I don't see why people ain't leaving there to go to another state. You know, like leaving Mexico. <laughs> I'd be wanting to leave there. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it seemed the whole time like they were trying to run me out of there, out of Washington and into back to Tennessee. And this was from the get-go when I first got here. Um, and I think it had something to do with me skipping out on a probation. I had a probation. And they were making me redo this workbook, believe it or not called moral recognition therapy because i attempted to buy drugs in the park and attempted to use them i never even got to use well i did actually afterwards because they didn't find what i hid in my mouth and in my sock so i had that when i got out um i still used it anyway but i get arrested for for this stuff and uh i uh <laughs> I, uh, I like kept getting arrested for it over and over for the same thing because they gave me, and I'm sure I already went over this. They gave me probation for a year probation. And then when I violated and didn't show up 15 years later, they made me do like five months, five plus months to, uh, to back up the year that I skipped out on. And then they tried to give me another year of probation. And I'm like, 
no, that doesn't work for me. You already made me do the time. Why am I going to continue to be on probation? No, I don't care what your law says. That's unconstitutional. And so, anyway, that was uh, another one. But anyway, here in Washington, I actually left on probation. And uh, uh, it was just for buying drugs. That's it. Um, I left them a note, and I told them they could keep their book from Memphis, Tennessee, Moral Recognition Therapy. It's a book that was written in Memphis, Tennessee for inmates in Tennessee. And they gave it to me. And they got me doing this Moral Recognition Therapy class and I'm like, I'm not doing this. I, I didn't do anything thing so immoral that um, I need these classes. You're not going to help me by doing this. And they were taking my money. I had a job. They wanted my money. They wanted me to come urine test every every once a week, uh, go to classes, all this good stuff. And I, I said, you know what? I can't do it. I can't do it. And so I left. And I went back to Tennessee for 15 years. And I came back and I turned myself in. And there's no warrant. Because the statute of limitations ran out. So, um, I think that someone was upset about that because I left them a note and told them to keep their book and that I was leaving. Um, I think that maybe that had something to do with it. So, if that's the case, then the government is the ones, they are the ones who are stalking people who they don't like, who they you know, want in prison for whatever reason, especially if you've got a strong uh, character about you. And if you're compassionate about what you believe in and it, some of it's anti-government or anti-government policy, maybe, uh, they want you out of their way, I guess. They see you as a threat. Um, and then maybe they saw me as a threat because I called the police on the police, you know. I, hey, you got to do what you got to do. If you, you can't be violent, you can't be stupid and run. You can't do none of that. So you got to play it back the way that they play it with you. You want to go through the system? I'll go through the system too. It's simple as that. And, and I think that they don't like that. They call me litigious because I file lawsuits when, when the government gets wrong. I mean, I just want to be left alone and live my life. That's it. That's all I ever wanted to do. Be left, be left alone and live my life. But no one, it seemed, for years would allow that it wasn't allowed i wasn't allowed to live my life someone was always in the picture always complicating things and uh i finally figured out okay well let me stay away from these people who complicate everything and and i'm doing fine you know i just got away from the people that complicate things and and i'm doing fine yeah i'm doing just fine just fine with the exception of the uh with the exception of who knows what's going to happen next, which I, I give it to God. You know, I just got to give it to God because, I mean, I can't, I don't have eyes in the back of my head. I can't see everything everybody's doing. And I could care less. If you want to play games, keep doing it because you'll fall into your own trap. Just, you know. And I'm not even upset about it. I just felt like uh, I've been talking this morning because I feel like, mm, I don't know, I guess maybe it helps a little bit to get it out. Um, I know somebody out there is listening. I know you are because I see on my device here that you're listening. <laughs> and uh, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they did some weird things there in Everett. 
Um, very, very strange things. And the guy, you know, and I told you the weird thing was when I went to publish the book, suddenly like five people that are, that I've mentioned in my book under different names, all of a sudden they're all dead. Right before I go to publish my book, my book's ready to publish. I go to publish it and suddenly everybody's dead. You know, I see it as a, a some kind of a, I shouldn't see it that way, but what else? I mean, that, there's no other way to see it when you've been through what I've been through. There's, there's only one way to see it. It seems like bogus. That's what it seems like. It just seems bogus. There's not any uh, corroboration for anything that I've that I've heard about these people. Um, but I, I I'll suddenly on the internet and on social media, they died. Oh, the person you were about to publish. And I didn't tell anybody. It's like they were hacked into my computer, seeing what I was writing, and then they all pretended to die. Whatever. I found out one of them wasn't dead. So I'm pretty sure I was right about some of the other ones, too. That's interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Um, um, I don't want to go to the cops yet. The only time I will go is if I have to. But I prefer, if I have to go, I prefer to go to the Washington Bureau of Investigations. I think I would go there first, and if that didn't work, then I would go to the Federal Bureau of Investigations. But as it stands, it's not been bad enough for me to uh, to bring them in. I, I'm not going to say it hasn't been bad enough, but it hasn't. I haven't had any physical injury thus far um exception with the exception possibly of someone tampering with my brakes um and flattening my tires and playing with my cars you know uh i haven't been hurt um a woman ran into me at walmart ran into the side of the car in the parking lot on purpose got insurance the day before so apparently she was part of it but anyway i got her name too uh got a lot of people that were part of it and I'm kind of just simmering on all, on all the names and the evidence and, and the whereabouts and all that good stuff until possibly I might need to one day, you know? I'm hoping someone else catches them first and I can just hop in there and go, yep, I can corroborate that story, <laughs> you know? Uh, but if not, eventually I'll find out. Um, I refuse to believe that it's my mother um, I refuse to believe that, I, that she would just lie to me like so blatantly. I, I refuse to believe that. She said it wasn't her, and I'm just sticking with that. Even though someone tries to make it look like it's her. Um, whatever the case, uh, I don't feel like I'm on the Truman Show. Um, I didn't even watch the Truman Show until um, after I wrote my first book about what was happening. What had happened in my life. Um, I didn't even know. I had heard of the Truman Show. But I had never watched it. Until long after. till years after this had happened to me. And then I finally pull it up online. And I see that people are saying. Truman Show this and that. And I'm like what? Truman Show Syndrome? What is that? That doesn't even sound right. Come on man. Give me a break. <laughs> to the Truman Show Syndrome, stop it already. So, you know, that type of thing is what makes me go, is somebody really putting this stuff on here to feed me, me to have me feed into it? 
Is that what they're trying to do? Get me and maybe other people? Because I'm sure I'm not the only person who they've done it to. Because I'm reading and listening online to other people who it happened to. Um, and, and I guess that's another thing that upset me about my family. Is I told them about it and they just acted like I was crazy. Um, and uh, called me paranoid. And didn't even want me to finish the story. And then, and then asked me and told me I shouldn't rehash on it. When it's still happening, <laughs> you, I haven't even finished the story. You telling me don't rehash on it? It's still happening. But anyway, it, that makes it look like them too, you know, or like they know something about it. But whatever the case, I think somebody just picked me out to entertain themselves, and and uh, that's all I can see. I can't see that anybody was trying to help me in any way. So I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, one good thing about being in Washington. Because I haven't had the police harass me. Thank God the police haven't harassed me. I mean, that was my whole life growing up, being harassed by the police. You just thought I was the Dukes of Hazard without a car. I'm like, <laughs> every time you see me, you got to harass me? Good Lord, you know? Nobody wants to live that way. No wonder I'm homeless and got no assistance, no help. Nobody will help me. Nobody will tell me anything. You know, they won't tell me I can get food stamps. I don't even know how to eat to feed myself. You know, nobody will tell me nothing. So I, the best I could do was go to work at labor, labor eddies and labor works and, and the like, you know, and just bust my butt while some guy talks bad to me. And I'm like, does this happen to everybody? Because I didn't see it happening to anybody but me on the job. You know, is this happening to everybody? And I'm busting my butt. It seems like the hardest workers get talked to the worst. All that work uh, gave me osteoarthritis in my hip and knee, though. Yep. Wore down the cartilage in my hip. Yep, sure did. Well, I guess I did what I was supposed to do for a while. Now, well, now, I got a different plan in mind. <laughs> I got a different plan in mind. Um can't watch movies anymore because they're all stupid i feel like i don't want to watch this ridiculous murder movie i'm christian i i the movies don't even don't even make sense the writers are inexperienced at life i don't know man it's i can't even watch movies it's like i had to make myself try to get into a movie but uh yeah it's uh <laughs> Um, my life is, uh, definitely calmed down. Um, definitely has calmed down. Um, I went into the bathroom one time and in Everett at the mission in the middle of the night. And I remember this guy saying, that guy's in the bathroom. And he, the other guy goes, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, who am I supposed to be? That guy. What do you, that guy's in the bathroom. I haven't done anything to anybody. And then another thing is I found out while I was here that uh, some, this guy in his homeless place told me that I looked just like someone else. And the guy was a child molester. And he told me that I looked just like the guy. And he said, no, it's no, you wouldn't want to be the guy anyway. He's a registered child or sex offender for child molesting. And I'm like, so then I started wondering, are people thinking that I'm this guy that looks just like me? Is that what they thought? 
<laughs> I don't know. But I'm definitely not a child molester or a sex offender. I'm just an older guy who doesn't even care to have sex anymore. It's just the way it is. Who cares? You know? Sex is overrated, for one thing. Way overrated. Um, watch who you have sex with. Make sure it's somebody you care about. I know people don't listen to older people when they tell them that, but you get caught up and get with the wrong person, anything's liable to happen. You gotta be careful. And you're not gonna be, if you, if, if you don't marry the wrong person, it might kill you or, or make you live miserably. You might marry somebody who um, just is incompatible with you and, and then you're with them for so long you feel like you got to be stuck with them because you've been with them for a while you know it's sex is misleading it's definitely misleading um and you know i was reading i don't know if i mentioned this but i was reading uh genesis again just because i'm trying to get it in my head about part of genesis that says uh god told eve after she partook of the fruit that she was going to suffer worse with uh, have, with having babies. That she would have children and she would suffer worse pain uh, from pregnancy. Now, I was reading that and I'm thinking to myself, now he said this before she even took anything from the tree. Uh, he said this. He said, uh, let them be fruitful and multiply. And we need man to till the earth. Uh, man was already going to work and the woman was already going to have babies. He said it would be worse for Eve. That's what he says in the Bible. It's, I'm telling you. And this guy somewhere told me, oh, you think you need to go back and read Genesis some more because uh, it specifically states that because of that, that's why the, the pain of childbirth for women is. And I'm like, no, but that's not what I'm reading. That's not what I read. No, sir, I did not read anything about how... Well, if that's the case, if all women are going to be punished by having children, which means more than one, uh, then how come some of them get away? Yeah, there's no punishment for women. That's not what he said. He was going to make it harder on Eve. He said he was going to make the pain worse for Eve. He didn't say there wasn't going to be any pain to begin with. He said it would be a little worse or whatever. It was going to be worse for Eve. That's what he said. Um, and he said, man was going to eat by the sweat of his brow in the field, in the dusty field, and blah, blah, blah. He, he didn't say man, he said Adam. All right, because man was already intended to plow the fields and work his, you know, his garden and stuff. He was already intended to do that. Because God said it before man was even made. So I don't think God's punishing man and woman on earth for the sins of Adam and Eve. I disagree. Because the Bible does not tell me that uh, all women shall bear, shall have worse childbirth. And when you say worse, that means there was already going to be childbirth pain. He said worse for Eve. He didn't say all women. It could, like I said, if that was the case, then all women would be having children and they would be punished, right? That's not true. That's not punishment. The pain of birth is just natural. That's not punishment. He said that he was going to make it harder on Eve. So her pain was going to be way worse. He didn't say women are being punished because of Eve. Sorry, that's what I read. And I read it. So if you could tell me a verse where it says 
that all women are supposed to suffer because of Eve. I'd like to hear about it. I didn't see that. Um, anyway, I'll get off of that and I'll go to... Uh, I thought about selling my cars and buying me a, a moped. <laughs> Just take a moped all the time. That way, if you ever mess it up, if you ever want to sabotage it, I can fix it. I can fix it myself, you know. Or, or I could just uh, buy another one because they're so cheap, you know. But uh, what else have I got to talk about? <laughs> That's just off the wall. I thought about buying me a moped. No, I got We got to find a place somewhere, somehow. Um, told my son the other day about my osteoarthritis I sent him a text and told him I was probably going to have a cane pretty soon and he never responded um, but uh, hopefully he's alright hey life's rough man live your life I don't know do your thing man I ain't my feelings ain't hurt because you didn't call me back Kind of over all that type of stuff, but uh, um, what else? What else? What else? What else? I went to the store across the street and asked the guy if he'd seen anybody messing around with my cars, and he said, "I have not paid attention." <sighs> You've not paid attention. I mean, what? Your window's right there. You know, all you can see is my car when you look out the window. <laughs> You've not paid attention. Well. Gotta put more cameras out, I guess. I could put a camera on top of my RV. Maybe do it in the middle of the night so nobody sees me. You know, run out and do it and run back in. <laughs> Who wants to live that way? Not me. Anyway, I ain't crazy. I'm not schizophrenic. Um, maybe traumatized um, in the back of my brain somewhere. In my subconscious. But uh, aside from that, I'm a pretty positive guy. I try to remain positive. But it really hurts my feelings when I see inconsiderate jerks. You know, it really does. Uh, and I got to see these police killing people and trying to cover up what they just did. What they they just recently in Louisiana? Well, two years ago they killed this guy, beat him, tased him, drug him by his, on his face, by his feet, while he was handcuffed. All kinds of just sicko crap. And uh, then they they told the guy's family that he died in a car wreck. <laughs> Yeah, they tried to cover it up and told this guy's family he died in a car wreck. Well, there's video of it where the guy was murdered by the police. And now the the police department's upset saying the video was leaked illegally. And, yeah. So, I mean, y'all need to stop that, man. That's not even cool. Don't you know you're going to go to straight to hell? You can't just put your hands on people and do what you want to them. You can't do that. God's going to do it. Look, God's got, got something in store for you. I'm telling you now, he's got something bad in store for you. Y'all need to keep your hands off people when it's not necessary. I'm telling you, you, you think it's a joke. You think God's a joke and that Scientology's what it is? You're wrong. You're sadly mistaken, my friend. You better get it right. Out here beating people and killing people and all that good stuff. Thinking that you're, 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 the system's going to get you out. No, buddy. Uh-uh. Think times are changing. You can't do that. The meek shall inherit the earth. Yeah, the meek will inherit the earth. <laughs> Whew, why do they do that? Killed this guy, 
and lied to his family and told them he died in a car wreck. I mean, that's where people get the idea that it's okay to be deceitful, that it's okay to lie. Or maybe they get it when they're young and they, they're taught about the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus and Bigfoot. <laughs> maybe that's where they get it from. I don't know, but that nature of being deceitful is the reason I don't like to talk to people. Because everybody, I can sense it when they do it. It's so strong. It's like a strong uh, 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 seasoning or something. I sense it so strongly that you're full of, full of it. And I don't like it. Now, I've met a few people where I didn't feel that. And I felt like they were decent. And I was right. But uh, I just don't like that feeling of you can't trust them, you know. And then once you've introduced yourself to them and then they think they're comfortable with you, then they get their deceit on and start telling you lies and trying to lead you in different directions. I don't know. I just, I can't deal with that. I won't deal with it. I won't. Peer pressure, that's a thing of the past for me. There's no more peer pressure. There's no more, I need you to help me, blah, blah, blah. Nope, 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 and nope. No more. No more. No more, no more, no more. That's how I screwed up most of my life, listening to other people. Yeah, I didn't think for myself. I listened to other people. So, anyway, it's my fault and something that I got to live with. And I'm really not bothered by it. Um, because Jesus isn't bothered by it, so neither am I. Um, I used to be ashamed to say Jesus. Don't be ashamed. Jesus Christ was real. Jesus Christ is real. Israel, get it? Israel? <laughs> anyway, Jesus Christ is real. Um, that doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you weak to know that Jesus Christ is real and to say his name. It doesn't make you weak. That makes you strong. Um, if you want to see the weak, you mention Jesus Christ. and Mention it to him in person and you'll find out who the weak are. They don't want to hear about Jesus Christ. They sure don't. But they'll hear about this Mars thing. I got to say, man. This whole Mars thing. Ugh. You know what? Okay. I mean, they, they're they showing you these pictures. All right, and everybody's already got the idea about the uh, it being fake and, and filming in the desert. You know, that's been a long-going, long-standing story. And when I looked up and saw that the, the uh, what do you call that thing, the monolith in the desert out there in Utah had been placed at the same time as the Mars videos were released. See, they didn't, hadn't counted on anybody noticing that that thing had been placed there when it was placed there. They didn't find it for a couple of years later, but they looked back on Google Maps and this monolith had been there just about the same time that these videos released were released of the Mars landing. Um, who else has got the money and the resources to put a monolith in the desert other than NASA? Come on. Come on now. Come on. You can't. You got to see that. You got to see it. There's no way you can't see. I just happened to look it up and go, this better not have come up at the same time that the last Mars photos had been published. And I looked, and sure as it is, sure as it stinks, yes, the same time the monolith was put up, Mars videos were published. 
Now, you don't want to believe your government's full of it, right? You don't want to believe NASA's full of it. Well, guess what? NASA's not the government. So if NASA ever gets in trouble for it, the government doesn't get in any trouble for it because they're just subcontracting from them. So it, I think it's this big facade, like just like Bigfoot, just an excuse to get people over there and or get people to watch and listen and donate money and, you know, that's what I see. That's what I'm seeing. I can't see it. Uh, what I was taught when I was a kid was you cannot live on Mars. There's no way anything can get through the atmosphere of Mars without melting. Yes, I was taught all that stuff when I was a kid. And you know what? It stands true today as far as I'm concerned. You are not going to live on Mars. Somebody's trying to get your money and they found a way to do it. And they'll do it however they got to do it. They'll get your money one way or another. Anyway, um, I don't believe in the Mars thing. Uh I almost don't believe in the moon thing either. I know, I know there's a space station. They figured out how to put something out there and let it float. I understand that. Uh, I believe in that because they have to send satellites out there and work on them and all that good stuff. But as far as landing on Mars and, and or landing on the moon, I'm not buying it. Have a great day.